So with my daughter, my daughter now is 27. She, um, I used to tell her, we, and, and, she, and she lived in Texas at the time, and I lived in Ohio. So we would talk on the phone all the time. And so uh, this one particular day, I happened to call her while she was on her school bus on her way to school. <laughs> and uh, every time we would get off the phone, I'd be like, I love you. She'd be like, I love you too. And then she'd hang up. So she's on her school bus with all her friends sitting around. I was like, I love you. She's like, uh-huh. And they hung up the phone. <laughs> so I call her back. Yeah. Okay. I call her back. Like, yo, whoa, hold on, hold on. Time out. Time out. Kane is in the building. Tonight and my wonderful, wonderful co-host. Say what's up, fellas. What up? What up? What up? What up? What we're up? back. What's going on? Yeah. All good over here. I think tonight's ep- I got a title for tonight's episode. I think it's going to be chilling in the cut tonight. I think that's going to be the episode of this show. Chilling in the cut. All right. All right. That sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. We got some of the homeboys here. Some of our usual suspects are in the building joining us tonight. Mm -hmm. Say hello, our usual suspects. (laughs) It's Caesar. Yeah, <laughs> we also got we also got the fake Ness in here tonight, but he trying to act like he don't want to say nothing. <laughs> For y'all that don't know who the fake Ness is, that's Jake from State Farm. He was our stunt double on our anniversary show. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, we all in the building tonight. What's going on with everybody? Man, I, yesterday I went to a great concert. So um, mm-hmm. I went to go see Brian McKnight and John B. So that was very it John was a B. Concert. John B. was there. Okay. Yeah, John oh. B. from Color Me Bad. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. John B. was in Color Me Bad. Yeah. No, he wasn't in Color Me Bad. I think so. Nah, nah. John he B. wasn't from like Color. Him, but nah. He looked like him, but nah. You see, you trying to say all white people look alike, and I get it. Yeah. But no, that's not the case. (laughs) Like I said, I get it. But no, he wasn't in Color Me Bad. I could have sworn he was. Okay, that might be my fault. Okay. I did not do any research. I thought he was. No, 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 no. Yeah. Um, He was, uh, he opened, it it was a clarinet, uh, not a clarinet, uh, soprano saxophonist, Isaiah something he opened yeah. and then it was John B was in the middle and then Brian McKnight of course the headliner yeah and um John B needed some more practice did he 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 did I don't know you know look when you sing for a living I'm sure your throat is not always 100 percent at its best mm-hmm. but um it was very it was a minimalist performance mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah because I've uh-huh. I've, I've seen John B uh, on different shows or whatnot here recently, and he sounded really good. 
So I don't know what's like, going on. He was hitting the high notes. It was just like the regular notes. I don't know. Maybe it was just me. I could have been a little tipsy. Uh huh. Probably. Probably. Who'd you go with? You went with uh, Mr. Wilson. Ah, yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Did he sing to you too? Did he try? <laughs> <laughs> or did you? Or did you sing to him later? Oh yeah, did you sing? Oh uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, how did uh, how did Brian McKnight sound? Brian McKnight was awesome. Like he brought his A game, like mm. no doubt. Yeah. So. You know, he did some of the old songs he came out with, started off with some Marvin Gaye, mm-hmm. um, did a couple of new songs. He did a nice uh, tribute that he wrote uh, about Kobe Bryant at the end. So his his show, his part of the show was awesome. Mm. Totally worth going to see. Mm. Mm. That's what's up. Nah, it's not, it seemed like that was a really nice concert to go to. So yeah, what else is going on in the world today? Man, uh, what is what else is going on? Shoot, uh, I've been keeping up with uh, somewhat of the Delta variant and the whole vaccine thing and the mask craziness that's going on in the school system. Or the lack thereof. For me, I'm happy to see that most of the school systems are like, "Yo, mask up, like for real." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um. So you have to wear a mask all day in class. Sure do. You do all day in class when you're out walking in the halls. Mm-hmm. Like the only time you cannot take off your mask is when you're actively eating and drinking. Mm. Okay. Yeah, that's how it should be though. Yeah. So do you take mint breaks? Huh? I said, do you take mint breaks? What type of break? Mint. He's trying to say your he's trying to say no, your breath be stinking throughout the day. That's what he's trying to say. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he's saying your breath be foul up under that mask. Do you? <laughs> wow, harsh. Like, you know, um, in all fairness, uh, I wouldn't suggest drinking coffee and leaving a mask on all day. That's uh, that's all I'm gonna say on that. Okay. Mm. You yeah. know, y- y'all might want to put that in your contracts. Like, yeah, we need a, a mint break. <laughs> I know what I find myself doing is like you know because there are just times when you just need to take the mask off because you know your skin is moist under there lips or get lips get dry and shit so I'll like go where there's nobody around you know catch a couple of cool breaths and then like put my mask right back on because you know we gotta lead by example mm-hmm. so mm-hmm so, um, what y'all smoking on tonight? What you got, Queen? I am on a uh, Charter Oak. Okay. Okay. All right. Is that the H- Habano or the Maduro? Uh, Look like Maduro. a Maduro. Okay. Yeah. What you What you drinking with it? I have my little passion fruit cocktail. So this is passion fruit juice, Passoa, which is a passion fruit liqueur, mm-hmm. gin, and a splash of pineapple Fanta. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. What about you, Sweets? What you uh, smoke, excuse me, smoking on tonight? I got a Cinco Vega uh, 2016 Limitada. Mm-hmm. So, that's one you're burning tonight. Um, what about you, um, our guest? Uh, I got a Cinco de... Oh, I got a Cinco de Casas. I believe that's what it's called. And I'm drinking a Grey Goose. Decatas. Decatas. Which is five years. 
Yeah. I got a gray goose with uh, for five decades. My bad. Bud Light seltzer on it. Black cherry. Okay. A five year what? It's fifty years. It's fifty. Five decades. Okay. Yeah. Got to get my Spanish right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. What you um? What you drinking with it? Uh, Grey Goose with a Bud Light seltzer, black cherry. Oh, okay. Um, I'm actually on a uh, Swedes gifted me with a uh, Flathead 660, and he's actually bought the. He actually bought this. Um, this stout is it a stout? No, nah, it's a it's a um, porter. It's a porter. Oh, it's this an Imperial Porter. Yeah, this is delicious. I'm at the. This is the one you were saying costs like ten dollars or something. Chocolate. Yeah. Yeah, this thing is delicious. Yeah, it's some um, aged in um, cognac barrels. Mm. So it's delicious, and I'm pairing it with a little bit of uh, scotch tonight. But um, yeah, so what do y'all think about Shakari? Shakari Richardson. I just think she's just rusty. They had a bad outing, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What you think, Nessa? No. About who? Shakari Richardson, the uh, Olympic runner. Oh yeah, she got smoked yesterday. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she came in ninth place, um, but, you know, she was off for, like, I mean, you know, they, she was the one that got eliminated or, yeah, eliminated from the Olympic, disqualified from the Olympics for smoking weed. Yeah. So she yeah. hadn't ran in, like, two, two, two months, you know what I'm saying? So everybody trying to clown her, like, yeah, you should have smoked more weed or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like, shit. I think she just had a bad performance. Like, you know, it is what it is. She's, I mean, she's young. What is she, like, early 20s? Yeah, something like that. So she's young enough. She's got a couple more Olympics in her future. I think this one, um, it just is a lesson for her to like, hey, if you come in for real, for real, then don't don't talk, don't play about it. Like you know, you had a bad Olympics. Somebody had to come in ninth. Mm-hmm. Well, that one, it wasn't an Olympic run. She got disqualified from the Olympics, so it wasn't an Olympic run. Yeah, it was just like a race or something. I guess that yeah. they do. Yeah. So mm-hmm. she just participated. Oh. In, yeah. I think they took a mojo. Because emotionally and everything else, when they when they do something like that and take that away from you, you're not the same person you were when you were ready for the Olympics. Mm-hmm. So it takes mm-hmm. a little bit out of your spirit and out of your and out of your game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I feel you on that. And I, I bet she probably just didn't train as well. I bet you she was probably for the most part just chilling. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, I, that's what I said. She just yeah, she was rusty. You know. Yeah. But because uh, I think if she was oh, training, like you need to if you want to stay at that level. You you gotta bring you gotta put in work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but when all your counterparts are running Olympics and you ain't got nobody to run with, then it's like it's, it's kind of hard to you know saying really keep up with the you know saying that type of um, top flight um, training. Yeah, um, but I mean, she'll be ready next year. She'll be back. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure she will. You know what I'm saying, especially yeah. especially from the loss that she took. Yeah, because I think that that'll probably make her more hungry. Exactly. And, and you know, mm. saying in, there you go. So. She- She'll come back with a vengeance of breaking records. Yeah. I hope so. I hope we haven't seen the last of her. I hope this has just, you know, been kind of a little growing pain for her to really understand that what truly it means to be an Olympian. Like, I'm not tripping about the whole weed thing. It is what it is. Mm. You know, you probably should have knew better, but, like, whatever on that. Like, I'm not going, you know, beat you up about it, but... Now you know what it takes to, to form and function at that level. Just if you're serious about it, be ready to be ready. Mm-hmm. I mean, my opinion, which ain't worth much, marijuana is not a performance enhancer. And what they're looking for is performance enhancing drugs. That, I, I think that was a, a step too far going with the uh, marijuana deal. Mm-hmm. 
Y'all been watching any um, football preseason football? Oh, did you see Justin Field get his head knocked off? <laughs> knocked off. Well, first and foremost, this is what we're not going to do tonight. No, no, no. Hey, this is what we're not going to do tonight. We are not going to dog my Ohio look, State people. Look, we're look, not doing that. I can't. I cannot wait to see him on the field. He's been I on think, the field. I know. No, I'm talking about like in a regular season. I, oh. I can't wait because I think he's going to light it up. Yeah. And I think that you know, saying Andy Dalton, Dalton talking about this is my time. Mm. I, I, I just no. I'm, I'm sorry, you know. Yeah, because um, they got beat on last night, didn't they? They got beat on like they, they beat 34 on. to nothing or some shit. And like I think Andy Dalton looked, you know what I'm saying, worse, way worse than he did, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Now, now Trubisky showed out. <laughs> hey, I, that was against his game. former team, you know, know what I mean? That, that so that he wanted to show his ass. Game, but he was like, you know what I'm saying, y'all, y'all dropped me for uh, for Dalton. Mm-hmm. At least, you know what I'm saying, I can understand, you know what I'm saying, for Justin Fields mm-hmm. if, if I lose my starting position, but... Um, let me, let me show you what y'all going to be missing. Yeah. And I, I just think that, uh, I think Trubisky is, is, is not a bad quarterback. I think under the right system, he's going to be really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Plus, he's still young, too. I think he was only like a sophomore mm-hmm. or, or something. Um, he didn't have that many starts. So, they, you know, same, same thing with Mark Sanchez. Mm-hmm. And he might be he might have been better than Mark Sanchez. And, you know saying? Mark Sanchez, I'm going to go to Super Bowl in progress. So. My bad. Hopefully that, that didn't record. Yeah. So, I mean, but anyway, um. No, um, I, I've been. I know a lot of people don't like looking at preseason. I, I kind of do because I do want to see the young talent. I do want to see people who you might not never heard of for one thing, mm-hmm. and people that have been working their butt off just to get ready, get a chance to actually show themselves. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, nah, I've been. I've been definitely enjoying preseason. Mm-hmm. 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 Sweets. I mean, yeah, sweets. Where you got on your cigar? I just lit it up, so I'm like in the the first of it. Mm-hmm. You know. What did you say you were smoking? Is that an Ashton? No, this is oh, a Seco oh, Vega. Vega. Yeah. Oh, okay. Limitada to 2016. What about you, C's? This one is beautiful. It's, it's uh, The flavor is it's very medium um, to full. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not overpowering. Really smooth. Really gets along great with everything I'm going with. Mm-hmm. I'm waiting to see what happens in the second, third. Mm-hmm. Nessa, what about you? I am in my first third, doing mm. good. Charter Oak is pretty nice. Um, it's more of a medium to a full body, which is a little bit stronger than my I'm used to, but um, so far, so good. Mm. Um, I think it's going okay with my drink. My drink is kind of on the sweet side, so. Mm. Hey, I can't wait till y'all look at this video and y'all see Nessa. Nessa got the curls out, you know what I mean? She got the curls flaring up. She got the choker on, you know what I'm saying? That must be fresh off of the Mr. Wilson concert, you know what I mean? And I feel it, though, you know what I mean? No, this was, this was a gift from me by me because uh, starting uh, the new job, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, so, um, Sweet, you got any, uh, any news or anything you want to give us? I mean, the, the same old... I'm about to say bullshit. I'm going to say bullshit anyway. Just the same old bullshit that the FDA is trying to do. You know what I'm saying? Um, not, so they, uh, I believe that they did get some stuff passed as far as like flavor cigars. So they're trying to get that banned in the market. Um, but, you know what I'm saying? At the same time, you got a couple of senators up there who actually got some stuff in the motion to, for the FDA not to, not to be messing with the cigar industry, period. You know what I'm saying? So mm. it's like a back and back and forth um, battle that they're going in, and 
you know what I'm saying? So that's messed up. You know, also, um, uh, Aliva has uh, purchased um, three new entities. Mm-hmm. Um, ah, what was it? It was the... Uh, yeah, but that's not new, though. That actually happened on August 3rd, actually. Um, well, still, still, isn't this the month of August? I mean, yeah, but it's saying, I'm saying by the time they hear this, it'll be September, so. But you got to be throwing on dates. They wouldn't know what date it is. Huh? Huh? <laughs> you don't want to say this was still still August. You said that. You yeah, said that. I didn't say that. I said yeah, that happened did. a month ago. I said that happened a while right. ago. That's all I said. Yeah. So you you brought up the, the dates. Wow. They still wasn't going to hear it till September, and I was going to tell them that it happened it's, on it's, August third anyway. So what are you talking about, ladies? Ladies, we're not fighting. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know why. why he, I, I think he's one, you know, saying he just want to pick a fight. I mean, no, you know, I'm just saying that happened a while ago. I was just going to give the date. That's all. I'm just going to give. News? All right, so it happened August third. Either way it go, <laughs> happened August third that they that they acquired uh, Kobe uh, the Cuba Aliados. Um. Yeah, the Rollies and the Puros, um, yeah, and Dinos, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but you know, saying so that that was that was pretty much about it, but you know, saying news and whatnot. Mm. So, but do y'all know, but do you know what that is actually? Like, who they are, who the who Cuba Aliados is, like, no idea. Oh, the Volando Reyes, so they got a uh, he was a um, well, you know, saying rest in peace to him, but it's his his grandson, he's he's on the company right now. And they put out a whole bunch of different sticks, and they was really popular back in like the uh, 90s and eighties um, and 90s and whatnot. But they still definitely produce sticks for a whole bunch of different other companies. Mm-hmm. So they didn't purchase the rights for the the Reyes company. They just purchased those three brands, you know. So and you know, saying so leave it thought thought enough of them that they want to keep that brand alive. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they're going to do with them. You know, they got. Uh, like three levels, you know what I'm saying? You got your high quality, your mids, and your um, budget sticks. Mm-hmm. And, you know what I'm saying, as far as like with the um, the rollies, you know what I'm saying, you can get a budget pack for like 22 to $44 in the back of a uh, batch of 20 to 25s. Mm-hmm. So, and I think, I believe they're they going to still keep that price point on them. They may, but they may not. You don't know. You never know. Yeah. You I like never to call know. them daily smokers instead of budget. Yeah. Budget daily smokers, <laughs> yeah. But I get you. Yeah. But um, yeah, that but um, that that was actually a good acquisition, really, if you think about it. Um, although they didn't they didn't purchase the factory or nothing like that, but I think it was a good acquisition for them to uh, acquire them. Yeah, because they they supposed Cause to. Because they have been kind of. So yeah. what are they getting? The brand name, or they're buying the leaf, or they're buying the the plant? What, what I think they're probably just buying just the name, maybe because they because they didn't they like I said they didn't get the factory in Honduras. No, but they're supposed to. I think they're supposed to move in all of their supplies to, to Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah. yeah, so they are getting the lease for them, right. the ones that they already have. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And and, and they have the, the brand name, mm. but they didn't buy the family name or the um or that particular not the whole company. Yeah. You know. So what was the cost of the acquisition? How much did it cost for them to purchase that? They, they didn't disclose. Yeah, they didn't it. disclose that. Wow. Yeah. Must have been a pretty penny. Probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, they um, they they where they where they're going to be making those cigars at from now on is where they make the uh the the uh, Oliva V and the Milanio. Yeah. At actually, so that should be. I think that should be pretty dope. I mean, I never had a. I don't think I've ever had one of their cigars, and if I did, I don't remember. Um, so I can't really say if it's that much of an upgrade. Yeah, but I mean, 
you know, saying uh, Aleve is a good company. They make they make really good sticks. So I think you know, saying the quality should stay the same, mm. if not improve on it. So, whose quality should should, should stay the same? Oliva's? No, the the Reyes for them acquiring it by the by Oliva. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it should. I would I would imagine it would. But um, I got a question for y'all. What's up? That was posed to me, and I want y'all's views on it. So, how would y'all feel about going to a cigar lounge that had a dress code? I'd love it. Would you? Going to a cigar lounge has a what? Not, not, that has a dress code. Not, yeah, well, Where it said, all right, so hold on. Let me tell you what the dress code is. No jerseys, no joggers or athletic wear, no ball caps, no Tims or work boots, no flip-flops, sneakers for ladies, and but designer sneakers are allowed, but it's an extra charge. <laughs> Here's my thing. I, I'll stay home. Like everything else, I think there need to be a um, a situation for each one. There are certain times I want to be in a in, in a class up situation, and I want to have my suit on, no tie, and be able to sit in there with those type of people with that type of mindset, having a really good drink and a good cigar. And I expect that if that's the case, that you have a dress code, that your product line should be above board. I should be your 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 average cigar should be a nine or ten start you know well ten out of ten I say an eight on up. Yeah. And 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 your liquor and wine co- collection should be the same way too. I mean I think of it like this. Like like for instance we got the fake nest that came through here today, right? Right after work. <laughs> he came over here. Hilarious. He came over here right after work <laughs> and he got his work clothes on. Right. <laughs> so my thing is you're not gonna let me in and I'm coming straight from work because I got my work clothes on. Like right. that's like I, w- I would have a problem with that. I would never go there. Plus, I always wear a ball cap wherever I go. So if I walk up to a place and they tell me I can't wear a ball cap, no matter where it's at, yeah, I don't care. If, I don't care if it's McDonald's. I'm not going in there. Yeah, you definitely blind I don't, people. I don't with see a ball cap being an issue. I mean, you can wear a suit and a ball cap. That is, you know, nitpicking because the ball cap is an accessory. It's not a clothing item. It's, uh, and another thing is, sometimes you go to you go to cigar lounges to watch sports games. Are you telling me I can't wear no jersey during football Sunday? I think it's the clientele that the the, the lounge is trying to cater to. If they, they want to strictly be an upscale cigar-type um, lounge, then, okay, then, like like you said, everything should match that. Yeah. So if you're an upscale lounge, you're requiring a jacket and ladies to wear a certain dress code, then... My experience needs to be at that level. Thank you. But don't tell me I got a dress code and I'm going to fucking Dave and Buster's. Right. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. that's not going to happen. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, sure the price point in that place is going to be at a certain level that I'm expecting my service and everything involved down the line of that to be at a top-notch level. So I know which... Um, cigar lounge I'm going to to dress down and I know right. which one I'm going to to dress up mm-hmm. yeah I mean teachers teachers own if that's what they want that's cool I mean it it's, it's nothing wrong with having an upscale place it's just um, you know but if with, that's the dress code let it be the dress code for everybody, everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah 
you know. Don't don't sit up here and tell me that I can't wear my timbos and my this, and then I'm seeing somebody in, you know, somebody cut the fucking off. trucker's cap yeah, we, and kicker boots on, talking about the honky tonk donkey donk, and they coming in with no problem. But we fit. definitely need you. Hold on, we definitely need you to turn your ringer down a little bit because it's coming through here loud over here. But but then I was said a FaceTime call it was coming through my computer, so I apologize for that. I would say the caveat would be if you are a member of that club, then you have the leeway because then the, the establishment can say that's a member. They can do whatever the heck they want. They paid a premium fee, but everyone else, you know, that's just walking in should be dressed. I mean, yeah, but again, like I said, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, what y'all saying makes a lot of sense. I'm saying for me, that would be an establishment that I definitely would not attend. And not because I don't want to dress up, but because I don't want you telling me how I have to go when I'm trying to chill anyway. I'm only going, I'm going to chill out. It will not be a good match for you. I agree. Mm-hmm. But what if that day comes when you're um, entertaining clients? SOP is doing big things. You're going to start entertaining high-end clients. And you want to bring them somewhere where that's the environment you you need to be in. All right. So again, my thing would be: I want I, any any cigar lounge or anywhere I'll take you. I want you to be able to dress comfortable. Now, if you're comfortable in a suit and tie with no hat and Timberland, I mean, whatever it is that you're comfortable with, and that's that's one thing. You know what I'm saying? But if you're more comfortable in a more casual more casual setting, you know what I'm saying? Maybe you maybe you just want to put your Nike, your nice Nike, your nice Jordans on. You know what I'm saying? Like. I want you to be comfortable. Because one thing I would say about cigars, cigars is not a um, it's not a cheap vice. It's a vice where you have to have a lot of disposable income. If you think about it, even the cheapest cigar out there, if you're doing $5 a cigar two or three times a day, you're talking about several hundred dollars a week, if not several thousand dollars a month. So you would think that those people who do that have that type of disposable income so they are living a certain lifestyle and they can afford to be to, in that lifestyle to do those things and be in a high-end establishment. Um, yeah, but if that's the case, then I would say that I have the money to afford that, but still, I'm more comfortable. Like I said, again, it all depends on what it is that I'm doing. Like I said, I may, I may be on my way home from work and just want a quick smoke real quick. Right. I, want, I may be, you know what I'm saying, want to catch a game. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to watch a game and catch a game necessarily in a three-piece suit. You know what I mean? Like, I might want to support my team and wear a jersey. But, then, but, but then they should have an establishment for that. Instead of the high-end one, you have your regular daily establishment that you can just walk in, have a cigar. Yeah, and sure. that's my point. That's the beauty of living where we live, that there's a variety of cigars at every uh, cigar lounges to match every price point and every level of bougie from, like you said, <laughs> the guy that's coming off a hard day's work and mm-hmm, just wants mm-hmm, to sit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and have a smoke to the higher end place where it's like, OK, suit jacket required. Like, mm-hmm, you know what I'm mm-hmm, saying? Mm hmm. There, there's a wide enough range where everybody can su- su- find the cigar lounge to match their taste. And if this place don't match my taste, that's fine. Throw you in the gutter. There's always another one that's going to pop up or pop up or, you know, coming down the chute. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's not a big stressor. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying you can't have an establishment with 
that type of uh, environment, but doesn't require you to dress up. Mm-hmm. You can mm-hmm. still have, and, and which most cigar lounges do, just by the nature of what cigars are and what the vice is. Mm-hmm. It, it was a very expensive, like I said again, a very expensive vice. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, but no, I think that's a great question because um, to me it lends back to like early 2000s, especially in the bigger, in the uh, inner cities or the larger cities that they would have certain venues that um, try to exclude a certain crowd by having a dress code. Mm-hmm. And let's be real, country clubs do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know that well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, and who's to say that, you know, you know, we can have that same level of, of exclusivity, but it's all what your palate desires. Like, if you desire just to have a, a good everyday man lounge, then go to a good everyday man lounge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, if you all bougie and hot submitty and don't want me in there, guess what? I probably don't want to be in that empty way. Facts. Facts. I'd rather go someplace where I feel comfortable, where I feel welcome, no matter what dress code I'm in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the thing so. is, I have in my where I do, I have a, a diff a line of friends on every level. You said in what you do. What is exactly that you what is exactly that you do? <laughs> <laughs> Explain that to us, Tommy. I work in a little, <laughs> little yellow building at the end of the block. It's <laughs> <laughs> about what it is that I do. What is it that you do? Uh, well, I'm a college <laughs> professor if they, if, uh, to put that out there. So, mind you, all of my friends are on probably the same level of education, but they all want to express themselves in different ways. And I know how they want to express themselves. So certain friends I wouldn't take to certain things or situations because right. I know they want to be more... So, with my professors, I will take them to my bougie lounge, because they want to be there, that's their life. Mm-hmm. My other friends who are just as well healed, got make just the same kind of money, but that's not their thing. Mm-hmm. I have my other lounges that I will go hang out with them with, or at. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, it is all about how you know, like, like you said, how you feel, who you are, and how you express yourself. Mm-hmm. And where you feel most comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think I think y'all made a great point. I think ultimately what it depend what it would depend on is what kind of experience I'm getting. Cause they would definitely have to, I don't want to walk in there and all you got is the bottom shelf Hennessy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. Nothing wrong with Hennessy, but Another, I'm oh, just saying there's nothing wrong with Hennessy, but <laughs> I'm just saying I don't want to walk in there and that's what you that's you know what I'm saying, that's right, all you got. Right, you got the well liquor in there and then yeah. you want an XO or you want a parody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Can't find it. Yeah, you, yeah but you, you you require to dress you like required, this, and you know you require, you require to dress up to order that. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, 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 I, I, absolutely. Yeah, but um, yeah, um, but Vanessa, um, so was that concert that you went to? Was it outside? Yes, it was. It, it was, was uh, at the Mapleton Amphitheater mm-hmm. over in somewhere in northwest Atlanta. Uh, no, it was South Cobb County, South Cobb County. So somewhere over there. Like, you know, I'm still learning the area. So so they had y'all social distancing and shit? Huh? So did they have y'all social distancing out there in the oh, lawn or whatever? Oh, not. No, oh, they didn't? it was no social distancing. Um, 
I had my mask on, um, but it was pretty much optional. You saw a mixed bag. You saw some people that had people that didn't. Um, uh, so, you know, and you at that amphitheater, you, of course, you're allowed to bring in your own food and drink and all of that. So mm-hmm. um, I had created a nice little spread for us. And um, that's the main time when I had my mask off, when I was, like, actively eating and drinking. But if we were just sitting down watching the show, mm-hmm. then I had my mask on because we were, you know, sitting like normal. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't, like, chair between y'all and none of that shit out there? No, there was no social distancing, and I emphasized the no. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, it wasn't like, it was, it was a full house. Like, it wasn't like, Unnecessarily packed, but it was it was a good group of people out there, and it was like I said, it was a great evening. It really was. Mm. But mm. you know, I ain't saying I'm protected, protected. I'm fully vaccinated, but still, you just you still can't be too careful. So mm-hmm. I still kept my mask, and so did a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, have y'all been anywhere where y'all felt like it wasn't properly social distance? Where y'all was at? Um, I was in Vegas. Oh, when he was in Vegas? <laughs> yeah. Hmm. I think social distancing, I think people are like over that. <laughs> like, I really think a lot, every I, place that I've seen there are not social distancing. I am, I am not. I mean, being one of the guys that is in a very high risk um, categories, this whole thing keeps me on edge. And it makes me uneasy when I'm around people I don't know, and I don't and I don't know you, you know your practices, especially when I'm out in public, regular regular supermarket, doing regular things every day, and you're like way too close. Right. I'm like, and you can tell, you know, I, well, I'm making a judgment call. It's unreal. You can tell they're almost like anti-vaxxers that just don't care and want to be right in your space and talk to you, and you're like, can you please back away? Yeah, yeah. I don't know you. I don't know your practices. And from how you're dealing with me, it seems like your practices is on on the up and up. Yeah, that so definitely. Please stay back. That definitely sounds racist. What about you, Sweet? <laughs> <laughs> no, it don't sound racist. I'm Where's Randy? At? <laughs> Randy needs to call in right now. Today. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm oh my God! <laughs> Uh, what no, about what, you? What was the question on there? <laughs> um, I asked, uh, have you been anywhere where you felt like, you know, they wasn't really social distancing anymore necessary that she feels like that's not a thing anymore? Um, other than, yes, yeah, grocery store, Vegas. Um, i trying to think of, because right now I, have, I really don't really go to many places anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, saying just just for that fact, because right. you know, people don't care. You know, right. they they'll just be in there without a mask, and they think it's all good and dandy. You know, what I'm saying, and then when they get it, then they want to cry. Like mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying, you know, and, and it's uh, it's always been crazy to me. It's like, you know, what I'm saying, just like um, the dude who you know, what I'm saying he didn't want the uh, universal health care when Obama first introduced it. Then mm-hmm. when his um, his daughter got sick, then he was praising him. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So now that you get it. And you have it now. You want to, you know, saying tell everybody to go get the shot. Mm-hmm. But before you was a naysayer, you know, what I'm saying, and then you expect everybody to feel sorry for you. Right. You know what I'm saying? I don't feel sorry for your ass because they put it out there. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm words saying? don't teach; experiences do. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but you know, what I'm saying, but it's, it's sad when your experiences is affecting everybody else around you. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, 
That is true, but you know, there there's there's rights and then there's responsibilities. Like Mm -hmm. as far as the vaccine, yeah, I personally feel people should get vaccinated, but it's not my right to enforce that upon you. Mm -hmm. However, wearing a mask hurts nobody. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Wearing that that little piece of cloth over your face does not alter your DNA, does not put you at a higher health care risk. It it doesn't do any of those things. Mm -hmm. So to wear a mask, to me, is okay. It's acceptable to mandate because it's a piece of cloth going on your face. You take it off, you go about your life. It's not it's not doing anything like a vaccine has the potential to do. And mm-hmm. it's a two-way street on a mask. The mask is protecting you and other people. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the most important part. You know, it's showing that, hey, look, I care. I care enough. Right, right, right. I want to get it. I don't want you to get it. There's no way of telling with some people that they have it until they're, you know, showing symptoms and you can still spread it and have it and not have symptoms. There's so many moving parts. So, you know, show some respect for, for yourself and others. Like that little piece of cloth ain't, ain't, ain't hurting nobody. Mm-hmm. But it can save your ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, um, quick question. Where y'all at on y'all cigars? Um, for me, I'm in the two-thirds zone. Um, enjoying this one. I'm pleasantly surprised. This is a good... Uh, Maduro. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to come off a little bit stronger than I wanted, but it's it's been staying pretty consistent and nice. So I'm thoroughly enjoying this one. Nah, man, Oak, Oak Trotters are really nice, and yeah. especially for what you pay for them. You know what I'm saying? That's that's a great stick that you won't think this uh, a bargain stick or everyday stick. You know, saying the way it smokes. So that that's, that's a really good stick. Mm-hmm. Um, now I'm, I'm, I haven't got to my two thirds yet. Um, I think I've been drinking more than I've been smoking, so I'm trying to get there. But I'm really enjoying these Vegas. I, I've had the 2020, and that was really good. And in 2016, it's a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm definitely uh, enjoying this one, and uh, has definitely great flavor. This one was made by the, by, it was blended by the Plencia family. So oh okay, yeah, you know what I'm saying so that they, explains why you probably like it then. Yeah, you know what yeah. I'm saying. So this is really really good. Um, I, I'll get more into the description once I get to like the halfway mark. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying on it, but yeah, it's it's, it's um, really good. What about you, Ness? See, I, I forget you this time. <laughs> and I was about to pass it over to C's, but mine's is, <laughs> mine, mine's is uh, mine's is pretty good. You know, as you know, I don't know if everybody knows, but this um, the 660 is actually a Connecticut broadleaf. For those who don't know, uh, and you know, Connecticut broadleaf is actually um, my favorite leaf. I actually, uh, and it's, it's it's doing really good. I'm probably in my I'm probably in my second third probably so far, and. Uh, Yes, it's, it's, it's making it do what it do. What about you, Cesar Leo? Cesar Leo? I'm on the second, third, and this cigar was gifted to me by one of my brothers. I got two of them sitting here, but the other one is is out of town. Uh, Shouts out to Archie. But it is a beautiful cigar. It is, it's not a single note, a one-note wonder. It's gotten to the second, third, and it's mellowed out a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's still pairing great with my with my drink. It's not overpowering. It's right there, middle of the road. But you can still tell when you when you when you draw it in that it's a um, medium to full body. 
and it was the first cigar that I was able to do a retro hill on. Mm-hmm. And I just did it a few seconds ago, and I'm like, wow, I, I can pull a retro hill on this. And it gave more flavor. It gave a lot more flavor. Nah, that's okay. what's up. Hey, right. that's what's up. Yeah, I got a question for you, C's. Mm-hmm. Um, so, my bad. So, um, they got these things. I mean, they got this 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 situation going on about ghost guns. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go ahead. And you would know about you would know more about that than any of us. Mm-hmm. So, can you talk to us about that real quick? Oh, so there is a section under ATF that allows you to go out buy your own weapon parts and build your own weapon. Mm-hmm. Now, when you build that weapon, you don't have to put a serial number on it. So there's this big thing about ghost guns. Well, let me alleviate some stress. Is that what a ghost gun is? Is that pretty much what it is? It doesn't have a serial number on the weapon. Mm-hmm. Now, let me explain to you what a weapon is. The weapon isn't the entire gun. The weapon is the lower half of that gun that's about four to six inches long and that's the part that they recognize as the weapon Mm. and you put a serial number on it the trick is well the idea of it is going on is that people are saying that without a serial number we can't identify the weapon where it came from where it went guess what you can't do that with weapons with serial numbers i mean you can walk it through if you do enough investigation and it costs a lot of money to do that. Mm-hmm. Nine out of ten of those gun crimes that happen are cold cases because they can't find those weapons. And let me explain. Mm-hmm. When you buy a gun, you fill out a form. When you fill out that form in front of that person, they call the police department and they say, is this person clear to buy a weapon the police department will say yes or no and when they do they'll send you back a serial number not for the weapon but a number that's stated on this day this person called for a gun for to buy a gun and he's clear and that gives the the person holding the FFL um, the security of saying yes I made the call and I did everything legally so when that number is given, they write it down on your form, and they have 90 days to destroy that form. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, tell me what the FFL is. Oh, well, just about is a federal firearms license. Okay. Those mm-hmm. are people who are legal dealers. Mm-hmm. I have an FFL. I have one for real, um, real uh, uh, and what do you call it, relics, which means any gun that's 50 years old. There's a whole lot of caveat in that. Right. Because 50 just means... A 1911 was made more than 50 years ago, so I can still sell them and buy them, mm. even if they're brand new. But let's get past that. Um, back to the ghost gun part. The idea is there's a lot of people on one side of the aisle that still want to demonize the idea of anyone carrying a weapon. So anything they can go after, they will. So the whole idea of this ghost gun thing is a fallacy. There, once... You make a weapon, no serial number, you use it, you still have to call ATF and let them know that weapon is made. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You know, there's different classes of weapons. Like, I own weapons that are called Class 3s. Class 3s re- require me to do a background check, fingerprint, photo ID, 
and a year waiting before I can get my weapon. Can't leave the store. And that's just because the weapon is short. Shorter than a regular rifle. An inch shorter than a regular rifle. I have to do all of that. I have to do more than necessary for a passport. Mm-hmm. So, when we're talking about gun uh, 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 rights and things like that, people have to be careful on how and what they're saying when they're talking about these weapons. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not just, oh, I go make a gun and it disappears and I'm doing some kind of covert, nefarious act, killing people and that weapon can never be identified. If I do it with a weapon I bought from the store, it can't be identified. Why do you say that? Because one, no serial number is ever taken. There, I think there's only, if I'm right, two states. One that, um, that does a gun registration. There's no gun registration. In those states, what they do, and it's between Maryland, when you buy your weapon, mm. there's two spent rounds inside of that weapon, inside of the weapons case, that you have to take to the state, turn it in. They s- sign your name to those spent rounds. So it's like ballistics it's test. ballistically, yeah, they have a ballistic imprint of your weapon. Mm-hmm. So anything happened with that weapon, they're coming to you specifically. Oh, that's what registered means. That's registered. Oh, okay. Other uh, than that, there's no other way to track or trace a weapon. Mm-hmm. Uh, FFL has 90 days to destroy that paperwork. Mm. Okay, because, you know, I'll be wondering, I'm just looking at TV sometime when they, they say, well, you have a weapon registered and this type of weapon was used, so when you're a suspect, they come to the house and let me see your weapon and get it tested. So that's what I thought they meant by, you know, saying registering a weapon, but it's just... It's that. a it's a chain of custody thing. Right. On the day your weapon is born, it was made by X company. Mm-hmm. It left that company and went to an FFL holder. So he might buy a pallet of Glocks, let's say. And he has serial number 1 through 50. And on Wednesday, he may have had 50 customers come in the store. And three of them bought 9mm Glocks. And one day, a 9mm Glock was used in a crime. So it was one of those 50. One of those 50 people that came in on that Wednesday, that day specifically, because they now have that weapon and that serial number. Mm-hmm. And they know on that day, on that eve, three people came in and they want those three names. Okay. And they're going to come knocking at your door and say, hey, where's your weapon? And you go, it's right here. Oh, it's not you then. Mm-hmm. So, suspect number two, where's your weapon? I don't have it. Where is it? It was stolen and I have a police report. Mm-hmm. Now they have to go chasing around all over the place looking for where that weapon is, who stole it, and hopefully they can match it to a hand. But the serial number is not gonna is not gonna be the thing that puts you in jail. Mm. So it sounds like it's it's like TV fiction that absolutely that, you, know, you assume that okay because this this gun is registered and it has a serial number that poof is magic is gonna actually connect to who did what. Mm-hmm. Now, the only weapon that can do that are the ones that I own. 
I own class three weapons. Every serial number that I bought was registered with the federal government. They know where I live. And I have to tell them if I leave the state with that weapon, where I'm going to be and in what radius I'm going to be in. Even the one that you had made? Even the ones I have made, especially mm -hmm. the ones I had made. Mm -hmm. Because of how those weapons and what they can do. Mm -hmm. I can collapse them down to several inches, put them in a backpack, and I still have the firepower of a fully auto firepower of a um, rifle. Mm -hmm. So if I leave the state with that weapon or I leave my area with that weapon and I did not ask their permission, they have to send me back a permission I have to ask for two weeks in advance. If I don't ask for that, I go to jail. Wow. Just for leaving the state with that weapon. Mm. That's crazy. I mean, I get it for safety. Exactly. But like, wow. So, the, I, 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 no, I think, go ahead. Go ahead. I know. I think it's a, so. That's showing that there's an overreact on the average everyday citizen about weapons. It's an overreach to say, "Oh no, but you can do all these things with it." No, we kind of got it under control, and they can asking for extra precautions with weapons does nothing more than hurt the law-abiding citizen. Mm -hmm. The criminal can care less about your laws. Mm -hmm. Right. but and, and I agree with that, but don't you think that there has to be some sort of law in place so when that criminal gets caught, because clearly he does not care about the law, then they have a statute or, or something that says, hey, we don't allow this. You see what I'm saying? There's got to be some sort of social contract that we agree that these are the rules Very that you good. can function in. And there and is a social... Outside of that is like, eh, 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 not in my house. You know what I'm saying? Very good. And you hit the nail on the head. And there is a social contract on that. So there's those zero tolerance rules and laws out there that say if you're caught with a weapon... That's not yours. That's illegal straw purchase, meaning I bought it for you, kind of like the kid outside asking you to go buy some cigarettes for him. Straw right. purchase. Anything like that, the consequences would be more dire. But then don't put the average everyday um, enthusiast or gun owner in a position where the criminal have the upper hand because again the criminal don't care no if the the, the everyday law-abiding citizen like myself went through a very extenuating process to own one weapon the weapon cost me ten dollars and i have to pay the government an extra two three hundred dollars to background check me and everything else so i am playing the game like it's supposed to be played to do what I have to do legally, but the the um, criminal, they have no care in the world. Them getting caught with it is just part of doing business. Mm -hmm. right? So you so I think the what happens there is the wrong person gets punished unnecessarily. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I don't view it as a punishment in order to to be able to have a, the trackability. So, like, if, and I'm, like, neither, uh, 
I'm, you know, I'm for people having their rights. Like, if you want to own a shitload of guns, by all means, go ahead. Mm-hmm. As long as there, you follow the proper channels to own those guns, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, but I think that there should be those proper channels. I think there should be, you know, like background checks because of someone who has mental problems, I don't think should own a gun. And understand, I understand that, but all the people who are doing those things are doing those, are taking those those steps. But, we but are, there's no guarantee that the, 100% of the law-abiding citizens are following all the rules. That you can't guarantee that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, if they, well, if here's the thing: if they're going through the proper channels, they are the law-abiding citizen. If you're not, you are a criminal. You committed a crime. If you went above anywhere around that, sir, ma'am, I'm sorry, you're a criminal. Oh, I'm, I'm expressing my rights to, to own a gun. You are? Then play the game. This is the social contract we stepped into. I didn't like the idea when we had to go into the um, sending in photos and, um, and doing fingerprints. And I'm going to tell you how. When they originally came out, it came out under Obama when he added that extra layer. Before then, the ATF only required a background check. So when Obama's law came in, I tried to buy every piece of weaponry I could buy before the new law came in that required me to send in a photo, fingerprints, and extra information. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But I'm still playing the game. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So... What is a like? Does it have to be like eighty percent, eighty percent of a gun before it's? I mean, for it to be cons- more than eighty percent. I mean, less than eighty percent for it to be called a ghost gun. No, uh, um, for it to be called a ghost ghost gun. Okay, if anybody out there knows what a let's uh, I'm gonna use one the AR fifteen or M four. Everybody's seen those. The weapon right in the middle, which is called the lower, is just a little tiny piece of weapon, maybe four to six inches. That is considered the weapon. Right. So it's the part of the gun that actually project, projects the bullet. It's right, that where that, feed, that does the feeding and loading. That okay. piece. The barrel is not a weapon. The stock is not a weapon. The trigger is not a weapon. Just that little piece of that is considered the weapon. Interesting. So I can all day, like, for instance, I have um, one weapon. It's called 300 Blackout and a 5.56. If I change it out and switch it into another weapon, it's still the same weapon. I can, I can change the caliber of that weapon and it'd still be the same serial number. Same weapon. So that little tiny piece is all that's considered the weapon. And as long as you can keep changing that thing, that's the gun. Right. Not the entire mechanism as it's put together to be one whole destructive piece of equipment. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so like um, fully auto weapons, the serialized part on a fully auto weapon that makes it $30,000 is the trigger. The rest of that weapon means nothing. Mm. That little trigger on the inside has a serial number. That's $30,000. What's so special about the trigger? The trigger allows the sear to slip 
and it continuously fires and you have a full auto weapon. I can hold it down with one pull and it just will keep spinning rounds. Mm. Yep. Mm. Wow. So you can get any weapon. I mean, you can you can essentially get your get a, get a, get any gun modified to do that though, right? Could you? You cannot. Oh, you can't. Nope, because the weapons were banned under Reagan administration. Oh, okay. Yeah, the modifications. I remember that. Yep. But if you're going to go illegal, guys that are like building from scratch, like they're like totally MacGyver, not MacGyver, because you're pulling other pieces. But somebody that is like engineering and very good question. The entire weapon. And, And there, and there lies the other part. You have to alert the ATF. So now you don't have to pay the 30, but here's the thing. You cannot make a new fully auto trigger. You can only buy one that came in before the ban. Anything after the ban is illegal. So no company, no individual, no nobody can make a new trigger that's fully automatic for civilians. Now civilians is a trick. Military. Yes, military and right and other and other military and other organizations, maybe some police organization, I don't know, but I know military for sure are the only ones who are exempt from that. Mm. Which still leaves yourself open and again falls back into a criminal because if I'm a military person and I just happen to get a load or happen to get my hands on a shipment of fully automated weapons and they just fall into civilian hands. But no, again... Because if it, once if that weapon... One, if that weapon goes off and they find it and they tear your weapon apart and they look at that trigger and see it's fully automatic, your charge went from um, state and local to federal. Right. Mm, wow. Oh, okay, look. So, and um, the price points on these um, kits... It don't seem like they're all that expensive, considering what you can make with them. No, and you have to understand, there's small caveats in the law that are very fine to cross the line between it being a full auto trigger and not. Right. It depends on how the round leaves and how that 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 um. That here hits hits that hits that hits that bullet. Right. So what about the whole thing with the um, the bumpers, the bump stocks? And that was and there's where that that came in. So the bump stock is a weird assist. What happens is when the trigger's depressed and the first round leaves the weapon, and the weapon goes through what's called a cyclic rate. It will bump into the chest and push outwards, which kind of helps your finger stay back at a faster rate than you can pull it. And the, and the rounds leave at a fast rate to your ear. I don't know. My fingers move pretty fast. <laughs> no, but no, but I, no. <laughs> no, but I got a question real quick. Go ahead. I got a question real quick for Jake. Uh, Jake, grab the mic real quick. Because, see, this is the thing that I was wondering about. Um... I was reading about 3D printers. Is that the same? Would that be the same as like a like a um, CNC machine? It is. Uh, as, as far as like, um, I know you asking him. Yeah, I mean because he's my man, my man Jake, the fake Ness. He's um, we're gonna start calling him Fake from State Farm. But so listen, 
No, 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 Jake, my guy, but nah, um, no, I mean, being that you, you know what I'm saying, you're in CNC machining or whatnot, um, do you know about 3D printers? Yeah, I've heard about them, but I haven't, you know, used them or anything like that. Um, turn around. Turn around. Yeah, I'm talking about okay. that part. So, okay, give you a little background. A, a 3D printer is just like a regular printer, but what happens is that you can really make, like, 3D objects. So, I don't know if you ever heard about the, um, and, and, and ghost guns can be made from 3D printers also. Mm-hmm. Only thing with those, they only, usually they only can be fired once. You know what I'm saying? In uh, most occasions. That's all you um, need here. That's all you need here, Ranger. Uh, and, and I feel, yeah. Right. One shot, one kill. One kill, yeah. Speaking of. Oh. So, you know, with, with the CNC, you know what I'm saying, which I work with, it's almost the same thing. A little bit. You know what I'm saying? It will print out the whole form of the, um, the gun. And I think everything. Most of the time it's plastic instead of metal. Right. That's the only difference. Mm-hmm. But if you can 3D print the the entire weapon, what is stopping you from printing the part of the trigger or the mechanism that you need to make it repeat to fire continuously? Well, and that question is for anybody, because like I, my knowledge this, of guns is like this is less gonna, than nothing. This is going to walk you into it. First of all, a, a gun is it a controlled explosion in your hand? Right. It's a pipe bomb. If the exactly. pressures aren't correct and if the tolerances aren't correct. This is why those those we- those 3D made weapons can only fire once. Because when they make weapons, these things aren't just stamped out and sent to the market because you have to understand the liability behind it of what the maker will have to pay. When somebody is CNCing they have to deal with, and I'm, I'm going to let Jake talk to that, about that more because I don't do that part, just a very little that I know about it. They have to make sure the tolerances and the stresses that that weapon takes every time a bullet leaves, it doesn't kill the, 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 the end user. See, just like in CNC uh, machining, we have different alloys that a lot of parts are made out of, uh, and that goes right along with different weapons as well. Um, a lot of those alloys are taken for sonic testing, mm-hmm. uh, which they emerge them in a certain solution, and then they send like ultra uh, ultrasound waves and frequencies through it to make sure that the alloy is solid, so it can absorb and contain that explosion yep. and distress yep. from the uh, strike of that round and the gunpowder, you know, and that round going down that barrel. Um, yeah. And like you said, the 3D printed uh, weapons can only be fired once because they're not structurally made to withstand repeated firing over and over and over again. It's almost like a, it's almost like we used to call them a, a the throwaway, a throwaway. You know what I mean? You like use a, it one like time. Like a burner phone. You know, yeah. Burn, exactly, a burner. Exactly. You, 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 you fire one with, you know, but that's the thing. Um, I think a lot of people would probably use those. You know, if they are expert um, marksmen and they know the target and they know what they're going to hit, they know they're going to have a, a kill shot, and they know that's something that they can destroy rather easily with very little evidence, mm-hmm. um, 
And that's why they do the 3D printing of the weapons. Yeah. So, they're basically, so they basically are for criminals. Now, well, and here's the thing. The people that do that, when you're talking to people like Jake, people that have been in a community like me and him have been in, the specialized knowledge that's required to do that is so few and far between. Not everyone can acquire that. And you get them out the military and things like that. So the average everyday guy that's out there trying to make a ghost gun to act like he is something out of some TV movie, they 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 are not that. Mm-hmm. They don't have that skill set. Mm-hmm. And also, that's a, a course, uh, quarter gun also. Because understand that when we leave the military, our tracking isn't over. Our our time isn't done. They know what we do, what we do, how we do, and what we're doing from that day on. So it's not like we're going out there, leaving the military with this skill set, and becoming some rogue killer. The guys that's out here doing this stuff are your every uh, are your average everyday Joe, who for some reason or the other feel they want to snub their nose at the at the at the system. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's not us doing that because we came from a from a breed. Who are who are trained to defend this country? Who who have that in us? Not to so, go after our civilians. So do you? So with that being said, do you feel like the laws that we have in this country are adequate for to provide people the proper protection and still have the freedom for second amenders to to have their right to bear arms? Do you feel like that our laws, you know, play fairly to both sides? No. And here's what I would say. Give people a full extent of their rights and you'll and, and I this is in my opinion, you'll watch things go backwards and here's how. If you stop charging me to express my right to carry and open it up across the board as though it was a driver's license, you go get your your weapon and you're, you can have one, fine. Then what the criminal have to worry about now is he doesn't know who he or she is running up on because you don't know if that person is carrying or not. Mm-hmm. So now your everyday average citizen, everyone has their right to carry. Mm-hmm. And now you want to walk into a crowded store to rob someone, bad idea. Because maybe seven out of ten are carrying. Or if not, you still are under the threat that they are. But that's what the criminal is betting on, is that most law-abiding citizens will not because either they can't afford to pay for their right, which is getting a license, or there are so many encumbrances in the law that those people are afraid to even step into that arena because they don't know where they lie being legal or not. Because they're not attorneys. Mm-hmm. So, quick cigar break real quick. Where y'all at? Um, okay. Well, I finally got to my second thirds. Finally got to my second thirds. Um, and I went through a, a change in um, profile on this one. I really, really do like the cigar. Um, I had one earlier out the pack that I had. And this has been sitting for a while. And I can definitely tell a difference. So, I'm smoking the um, Cinco Vega Limitada 2016. It's uh, Belasuco. Uh, the rapper is uh, Sumutra. It's from the Nicaragua, but it has uh, Nicaraguan Dominican uh, fillers inside of it. 
Um, really, really good cigar. Uh, tons of flavor. It's been burning really, really nice the whole time. Um, so I'm thoroughly enjoying this. Mm. What about you, C's? I must give shouts out to my um, brother, uh, 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 Archie. He never fails to send me a good cigar. That's the Godfather. Yes. And he sends me, uh, and I said it wrong again, the Cinco... The Caras. The Caras. And it has been a wonderful cigar. I'm into the... Um, getting ready to get into the second, third, and it's still... I like a big smoke. A heavy smoke to come out. And this gives me that big smoke feel in the mouth. Uh... The flavor profile, lovely, not overpowering, but still you know that it's a medium to full, and it's getting more into its full body side without being offensive. Mm-hmm. And it can still go toe-to-toe with something as light as a vodka. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I know you um, I know you about to leave, Nessa, so we're going to get to you. Okay. <laughs> um, this Charter Oak... Uh, I'm really liking this. I am. I am pleasantly surprised. Um, even though it has it has a um, Connecticut shade wrapper and a Sumatra binder, um, it's well well balanced. Um, it's a great medium, almost full bodied smoke. Um, I am like, as you can see, I've been hitting this one pretty hard. So I'm in my my third third, and um, I've absolutely enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't retro exhale, retro hail. I tried, and I think I just singed like all of my nose hairs. <laughs> so um, <laughs> that was not a good try for me because I was like, "Oh, let me try." And I'm like, "Yeah, no, uh-uh, just burned all my nose hair." So probably won't be smelling anything for a couple of days. But mm-hmm. I don't have a roro. Just saying. Uh-huh. Um, but excellent, the, the, excellent the smoke. This will be <laughs> one that I will add into my humidor. The flavors have stayed pretty consistent. It pairs well, even with my sweeter cocktail that I have. So, um, mm. yeah, this one's definitely a winner. Yeah, and that's actually a really nice uh, budget cigar also. No, it, it really? Is. Yeah. yeah, and it's a Drew Estate, actually. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I'm on the... I'm uh, the price point because this one was gifted to me. I think it's either Sweets gave this to me or you, Ness. One of y'all gave me this cigar. Probably sweets. Yeah, um, I, th- I think they're about like around six, seven dollars according on which size you have. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they go over nine. So, mm-hmm. no, nah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, uh, as I said, I'm on the uh, flathead six sixty, and I told y'all that it was a um, Connecticut broadleaf. Um, it's it's actually giving really good notes. I've had this before. I'm sure I've had it on the show, but uh, it's from it's a Nicaraguan cigar. And it has Connecticut and Habano binders and Dominican and Nicaraguan fillers. Hmm. Um, yeah, so that's and you know I'm I'm, I'm definitely into uh, Connecticut broadleaf and Nicaraguan. So um, this this thing is doing really well. It's a, a full body smoke and it's pairing well with these um, with these porters. Is this a porter too? No, nah, that's a stout. So uh, so yeah, we just cracked open a double chocolate stout. I think it was supposed to be colder. Yeah, than what uh, it was. It's good though. It's nice and. No, no, that's that, the, that's the Baltic um, that's the, Imperial um, Porter you're drinking. Yeah. But yeah, we also got a uh, double chocolate stout on the table. This one is a lot lighter right here. Yeah, it is. Um, it's not as heavy. Oh. But yeah, it's, um, it's pairing well with this, um, especially especially I think with this um, with this stout. Um, 
being that it's a lot lighter and this is a lot, this is a stronger cigar, I think I think a pair as well kind of meshes in the middle. So, um, sweets, I know that you had one to talk about um, different strains of tobacco. Mm. Yeah, we can get into that. Um, I, I, I pretty much is you have pretty much two varieties. You have the Carrillo and the Corojo. So, to make a long story short, you know what I'm saying, throughout time, they started with those two different strains. Um, Carrillo's were, were primarily for your binders. The Corojo was for your wrappers. Mm-hmm. Um, for different reasons to, like, prevent diseases, uh, enhance flavors, uh, to make a better, you know, tobacco. Um, like, the, the original Corojo was, like, even though it was so flavorful, it was small. Um, for your rappers, so they wanted a bigger rapper, you know, saying for that purpose. So they've been crossbreeding over years, and you have different things that's called like the Coro- the Corojo ninety nine or the Carrillo ninety eight, you know, saying for different pur- for different purposes. Um, and you know, saying that this, the strains have definitely been changing. They retire some, they'll make a new one. Um, most most tobacco came from the Havana seed. And then over time, like if you grow it in Dominican Republic, of course it's going to take the characteristic of that soil, especially if they've been growing different things, mm-hmm. which helps the flavor, uh, flavor profiles in those different tobaccos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, you have Havana 2000, and it's just a crossbreed. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you'll have... Um, Habano and a Habano. Habano, yeah, all kind of different things, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And... Some of the stuff they they just find out that they're not disease resistant, so they had to retire them. Or they they mm-hmm. like I said they'll take that seed and they'll mix it with something else. Um, you might have something, for example, that's called like uh, one one of them. And you know, saying forget my memory, but one of the rappers they actually cross breed with a cigarette tobacco, and it oh. might have been something something two ten, just to give it the the strength and the profile for that particular rapper. And they, they continuously, continuously do this year after year, you know. So you, you always see something new come out. And, you know, saying and we get to experience it, you know, saying, which is yeah, definitely, a, you know, saying a, a beautiful thing. Mm. Mm. You know, yeah. yeah, in a nutshell. Okay. Oh, One um, thing I know, I, I learn something new on this, uh, on this show every time. <laughs> I learn something new on this show every day going time. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good information. Yeah. Oh, and... um. No, one one thing I did want to point out, you know, when we was um, interviewing um, Chet Mills, and I posed a question of, you know, after he said that he bought the property for the tobacco, and they had a lot of the, um, mm-hmm. I, I won't say infestation, but they had problems with it. You know, one of my questions was, you know, saying, um, did he have to start up with a new seed? If, you know, saying, being that he bought it, I don't know how old that particular tobacco was. And because of, like, blue fungus and stuff like that, I was just wondering, did he inquire a different type of tobacco seed just because, you know, saying the one that was on there wasn't any good. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of, you know, saying this, yeah, just put a little cl- clarification on that. I mean, people might be think I was trying to throw shade at him who listened. He yeah, didn't, but, yeah. you know, saying just the average listener, just, you know, so, so yeah, so they definitely know. Yeah, that was important because we wanted to make sure that, you know, we didn't put that out there. Because he said something about infestation, you know what I'm saying? And we didn't want to make it seem like his shit was infested. Yeah. But it's just, definitely don't want to put that out there. Yeah, that, well, that's just the nature of the business, you know what I'm saying? The mm-hmm. one thing you can say is, in cigar, like in wine, and I'm a big wine connoisseur, they follow the same lines. 
with cigar and wine, that sun, soil, and everything else that goes into it, and what goes into a, um, producing a good grape to, to get a good wine, you would think that a lot of wine drinkers would come over to cigars because it's pretty much in the same area of how those producers and what those producers go through to produce a good product. Mm-hmm. You know, and in, and in wine, too, we have infestations. We have infestations of um, bacteria as well as um, bugs that can come in and eat your plants and destroy them. So yeah. I was just saying that to say you would, it's the same thing on both ends. So it's not throwing shade. It's just what happens in the industry when you're dealing with anything you have to grow. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. You know, mm-hmm. but yeah, but you know, some somebody who enjoys the stuff mm-hmm. in the conversation might not get that at first. You know, so and the intricacies of what goes into what you're smoking. It, it, it's yeah. not just you roll it and you bought it out the store and it's over with. There's a lot more that goes into what you're enjoying. Oh yeah, yeah, a lot more. You know, mm-hmm. you know, even the the different pickings from mm-hmm. all the different primings from you know, saying the plant itself. You know, saying because each one, even though you will say that, well, this is a Maduro plant or this is a uh, Valdo or a Seco, you know what I'm saying? They're both described the same on each plant, but the plant is specifically for either a wrapper or a binder or a filler. Absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, anything else y'all want to talk about this evening? Oh, well, you know, um, you know, C's brought out, you know, saying serving our country and, and different when we talk about the ghost guns and you know lately there's been uh the, the capital police you know there's been a couple of suicides since the whole insurrection you know saying that happened in um in january mm-hmm. um so we've had four cops that actually killed themselves supposedly um but uh names um gunther hasida kyle defetag jeffrey smith and howard living you know saying and they and these guys have been on the force for over a decade, each of them, you know what I'm saying? And it's just kind of strange that after that happened, that you know, what I'm saying through all the stress and everything that they go through, that you know, what I'm saying they actually, you know, what I'm saying committed suicide. Um, I know, I know that particular day is stressing out even more, and the fact that you also had your own people, including people in the government, actually turned against them, and I think that's really sad. Mm-hmm. That's the it, well. Within military and law enforcement, you have to understand there's two, there are two jobs that deal with violence on a very high level. Mm. And at the same time, the people that you work with know, are friends with, you're, 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 you probably are more like family than you are anything else. Mm. And then you come... This thing happens, something happens, and you lose those people. Right. And then what has adds insult to injury is the people you think will be behind you turn against you. Yeah. The Senate turned against them, and we're going, we sa- but we saved your life. Yeah. And, and not to mention um, either Captain or Corporal Sinek, you know, so he actually died because of, you know, saying... Um, Injuries he sustained from that insurrection, right? You know, and you know, saying the, the other hundreds of cops that you know, saying took a beating also. 
know. Right. So the ment- the mental beating that you take with that, and again, don't go judging these guys. People deal with things in different ways. And at certain points, it can get more than less for you. I've seen it. I've been there. I've gone through the, the, the combat part. So depending on who you have on your side and how, and, and how they get to you beforehand can save your life. But yes, we need to support these guys. Support the, mm-hmm. the, the little support you show to your military means more than you think. You know, the thank you for your service, we might kind of brush it off or blow it off, but we kind of still walk out and still like, okay, I get it. Thank you. I appreciate you, you saying that. These guys were out here doing their job, protecting these people, and then all of a sudden this happens. Their friends that they knew and they worked with forever, for, not forever, but for a long period of time, right. passes all of a sudden from something they would say they shouldn't see happening. They didn't expect a insurrection from Americans? No. no. Do we expect that from a foreign entity? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. That takes a toll. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then to turn around and have your own people tell you that you did something wrong when you were doing when you were trying to do everything in your power to save lives on top of all the other things that's going on in your mind, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, that's crazy, man. Um and you know, saying also with that too, the guy that actually had to discharge his weapon, he wasn't charged. And I think in that situation, there should be no charges. And then you have people in, in the Senate, government, whatever, trying to say that he should be charged. And I think that's crazy. You know, what I'm saying now it was it was a shame that she did have to lose a life, but look at what she was trying to do. Right, and that and that's the part, the, the intent of what was going on in your mind. Of there is no right answer. Even when I was trained in the military, the trick they tried to get out of my mind is stop looking for a right answer and to act. And when you act, you take responsibility of what comes out of that action. You might have lost people, but there's no telling if your actions done that way or another way would have changed the scenario. You just have to take what's given to you at that moment in the heat of it and move forward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't. You can't sit there and start. If I stand there and start thinking what ifs, I can't act. I freeze. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, um, just to uh, change the subject a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, C's, you're yes. on, you're on another podcast, right? Yes, I am. How's everything going with that? Can you talk to us about that a little bit? Um. Yeah, I'm with uh, <laughs> another podcast, and we're doing some fun things. I mean, we keep things um, very light on a, on, a, on a very light note. I'm dealing with some young ladies that are, are, are stepping out and doing their thing, and I find it to be very fun and very open. Um, it's called uh, Express Yourself. So you're out there giving your opinion. It's called, it's called expressed opinion. I'm sorry, expressed opinion. Right. Uh, had too many. But yeah, expressed opinion. With Lynn Roberts. With Lynn Roberts. And yeah. she is out there, stepping out there, doing her own thing. And 
um, it's just what it says, an expressed opinion. Right. Don't take anything personal. Just as we are doing here. These are these are opinions. Yeah. Take them with a grain of salt. Yeah. And that is uh, is a lot of fun. A lot True. of fun. So on both sides, I'm dealing with family, the people I know. These guys right here are my family, and that'll take a lot to explain. Mm-hmm. We're very close. Mm-hmm. And with those young ladies, the same the same difference. Mm-hmm. So how's the um, bromance going? And like, the bromance. Any plans in the future? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, that was that was a tough subject trying to get past one of our one of our uh, 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 commentators. Yeah, yo, yo, but you know what? I listened to that. And he wasn't making any sense. Like no, what he was saying. I was like, what the fuck are you talking whatsoever. about? <laughs> I'm like, where did the kissing come in? Yeah, yeah like, what are you talking about? about? <laughs> I mean, are you Birdman? He's Little Wayne. Yeah, yeah, what I don't, I mean? Then he says, I don't take it back. I'm like, um, you didn't say anything that made any sense to me. Yeah, I listened to it and I'm like, and, and as soon as that came across, I left a comment on, under the YouTube page. Like, man, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> I mean, uh, right. It's just a it's just a name and a way to to label something a bromance. Hey, just a bunch of guys who are very close. Mm-hmm. They look out. They take care of each other. They make sure each other. These guys right here that I got sitting at this table, well, they know that I have certain medical issues. They'll come, call, knock at my door every week to make sure I'm good. That's a bromance. They're making sure that you you know because they're thinking about you throughout their day. Let me make sure this guy is okay. Right. Because somebody I care about. Do y'all do y'all think it's possible to have a bromance with somebody you don't know? I'm I'm, I'm, I'm explain why because Bree that's a crush. Bree thinks that I have a Bree thinks that I have a bromance man crush on LeBron. <laughs> well, you can't have a mic. Yeah, that, that, that might be a man Yeah, that might be a man crush. Yeah, that's a man crush. All right, so all right, so all right, so explain the difference between a bromance and a man crush. I mean, a I, man crush is that you just admire what this person has done, how they've done it, and where they've gone with it. Uh, There's nothing weirdly sexual right, about it. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you agree with that uh, That analogy, Sweets? <laughs> <laughs> Unless you got his tramp stamp. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Where should we dance? I don't know that tramp stamp. Well, anyway, <laughs> but um, no, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I definitely agree with that. You know, what I'm saying even though uh, I, I think with you is a little bit, a little bit more, more of a crush with LeBron. Do you? you know what but saying? what's the difference between a man crush and a bromance? No, you know, what I'm saying like you said, you know, what I'm saying a bromance, we actually know each other, mm-hmm. right? You know, what I'm saying and we try to take care of each other. It's that's just the new, the new label that they put on it. You know, mm-hmm. what I'm saying for whatever reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I mean. A man crush is just something funny that you might say mm-hmm. because you might say like, "Hey, you know, George's the greatest, or LeBron's the greatest, or mm-hmm. Kobe's the greatest," and you might know every Take stat too far. there is. Right, yeah, right, you know, right, what saying right. about that person. Yeah. You know, what I'm saying what shoe he's wearing at what day is like, man. Did you see that gold team he had on at this event? Did mm-hmm. you was even there? You know, what I'm saying, <laughs> but you know, yeah. I mean, it's just you know, what I'm saying. I guess what else they, they might say is, is Jones in or just you know, what I'm saying talking trash or whatever. You know, but so so do y'all have any? Any any man crushes, so to speak, on anybody? Sweet, sweet you first. Man crushes on people. Somebody, I guess you want to see somebody that might idolize. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I said man crush. I, I'll I try know. to change the word for you. Oh, okay. My, my bad. <laughs> no, and, and and that um, 
No, nah, not really. I I can't not. I mean, saying being put on the spot, I can't really think of anybody that and, and that you know saying in that way. No. What about you, sweet? I mean, sees. Well, thrown under the bus here. Yeah, I, I would say kind of. I'm gonna go with my my Chris Kyle. This guy is what I want to be in that tier one. Mm-hmm. This guy went out there in his. 30s and went through one of the toughest indocs there was mm-hmm. to become a SEAL team member. The mental capacity he took, and he did it with such ease. Mm-hmm. And the way he got through it, it was like, this is where I wanted to be or who I wanted to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what a, a real man crush, I, I guess, is. It's like where you want to be or what you want to be like or what you're striving to get to mm-hmm. in that level. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and you and, and you idolize more of what they are than who and who they are than the person themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I would go with that. Oh, okay. Well, yes. And uh, I mean, like I said, I mean, yes. I'm a I'm a big LeBron fan. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully uh, so. Um, yeah. You know, he's from Ohio. You know what I'm right. saying? I did live in Akron before I moved right. here. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a, I'm a huge LeBron fan. And if that's one, if that's something that wants to be clarified as to being a having a man crush, I'll accept that. You know what I'm saying? I think I think LeBron is an exceptional guy. You know what I'm saying? Like if you think about if you look at what he's done on and off the court. I, I mean, more so off the court. You know what I'm saying? And, and I think we have to get away with this, the i the the the, the, the whole idea of this homosexuality, um, homosexuality thing, yeah. right? Of uh, um, behind everything, mm-hmm. you know. I think that's more of a phobia than mm-hmm. anything else. Mm-hmm. Men and women and whoever can appreciate other human beings for who they are, what they are, regardless of being same sex or not. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of. Get away from that line. That's an old school form of thinking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I had to, if I had to say somebody else, then I would say somebody else who's an exception on his uh, field. Jay Z. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, every field, there's that one guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you know what I'm saying? You know, I'm a big Eminem fan. I'm like, the guy's one of the goats between mm-hmm. him and uh, and Buster Rhymes. Mm-hmm. Right. Goats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. No. But yeah, exactly. So. Yeah, that was that, but that was a his analogy of it, man. It made me start thinking like, hold on, hold on, hold on, bro, hold on. <laughs> right, you, you, think, you think the whole idea of like, where are you going with yeah. this? Yeah, and, and, and even though you say you won't, it, it, it reminded it, it reminded me of like, mm, you might be a bit homophobic. Well, uh, yeah, very, very. You might be a bit homophobic. Very homosexual, um, <laughs> right? You know? So yeah. that means you don't trust yourself as a man to mm-hmm. what you're gonna do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's not on the other person. That's on you. That's yeah, something that's in you. your mind yeah. you have to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, y'all, y'all definitely need to check that out. Uh Lim Roberts uh expressed opinion with Lim Roberts. Um she has a YouTube channel, she's on awesome Facebook, show, yep. she's on IG. Um, so definitely look that up. They have some very, very uh <laughs> Interesting characters on there, and, <laughs> interesting, interesting <laughs> conversations yeah, on yeah, there. Yeah, com- yeah, 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 definitely. You know, um, but that one right there, that one really stuck out. When I heard that, I'm like, man, this guy. <laughs> Where'd he go? <laughs> right. it's, it's, I was even like, what? <laughs> like I'm listening to him. I'm like, is he just trying to get views? Like, what is so many times I can lean forward? Like, oh, what did he just say? Hey, you know, what I'm saying some people got got to make some type of statement to get somebody's attention, whether it's 
whether, whether they believe it or not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I thought it was. Like, he was just throwing sound bites out there. And I think it's also the level of understanding, the way people uh-huh. process information. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't get me wrong, on this level of education. Mm-hmm. Of, uh, 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 you know, you come out of this old school thinking. Those are the same old school thinkers that say you shouldn't get a, uh, a vaccination. Mm-hmm. I understand what happened in the past. It's a new time. Mm-hmm. Right. Let's live and deal with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I actually felt that same way about the vaccination too, because I, like I've I've never gotten a flu shot. Right. So when the vaccination thing came out, I'm like, I'm not getting that vaccination. I but know, right, right. But at the same time, my wife is diabetic, so she's kind of at high risk. You know what I'm saying? So once she got it, I'm like, well, shit, I kind of got to get it. You know what I mean? Oh, right. Exactly. Exactly. <clears throat> So and we, we're still standing. We're still living. Right, you right, know. right. Mm-hmm. Um, but that could change in twenty years when they start having them infomercials. Have you suffered from <laughs> hey, <laughs> saggy balls? And <laughs> are you are your lip noise uh, aching? Oh my god! You might have <laughs> right. You might have methadone. When we start to get checks in the mail, like right, right. Then you know, like oh, if you took this vaccination, you right, might be right. at risk. <laughs> right. Hey, that won't even happen. They, they just send you a check like this. Yeah, is that this shot. is take that shot. They take that check. Right, but you know, sign it over to your kids and call it. Yeah, <laughs> right. But as for now, you know what I'm saying. I had to go ahead and get it. You know, like I said, it's all about you know uh, being safe. Like I said, you know, like and like you, you know, you got you. If we're gonna be around you, we kind of got to get the vaccination right, too. You know right. what I'm saying? So yeah. you know, you got to do that for your and fam. This is what I'm talking about when it comes when it say bromance. Now you see what his uh, comment was because we have to be around you, so he care enough. Yeah, yeah. That people yeah. around him, they like. Well, let me get involved or figure out better ways to do things. Mm-hmm. And I got another question for y'all. Now that we on the bromance thing, and we right. talked about you know all that stuff, I tell y'all, y'all brothers or whatnot, that y'all love them. Because again, that's something that also goes with you know that old school way of thinking that you right. just spoke about, C's. Right. Um, you know, and and I think that you know, especially as men, you know, that's not something that you know. Even towards, you know, women, you know what I'm saying, uh, that we're not necessarily accustomed to, you know what I mean? So now in these, you know, different times and whatnot, and, you know, having to think a different type of way, you know, how often do y'all express, you know, that love for your brothers or, you know, whatnot? Um, I I do try. Even though I might not tell you I love you, I actually, I do try to show you, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um. Even with the podcast, the way that, you know, saying if you plan to do something, I try my best to make sure that if this is what we're supposed to do, that my side is taken care of because of the love and admiration, you know, saying that I have for you. Um, I know I tell you every now and then, you know, saying you go back and forth. Um, you know, I guess growing up, you know, saying with my father, he never he never said it. Mm-hmm. He showed it all the time. I, I think when he got older, he started saying it. Mm-hmm. I could talk to him on the phone and he'd tell me he loved me, you know, saying... Uh, the first time I was was kind of shocked, you know, saying I knew it, but to hear it was something different. You start thinking, hold on, bro, is something wrong with you? Hey, right. You know, I, I might have been adopted or something. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah, you know, it, it just, I, I, I just think that um, he's old school, but I think he started changing with the times also, and it was, mm-hmm. it was fine, you know what I'm saying? It was cool. Awesome. Like I said, we, we, always, we always show it, but we just don't say it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it does need to be said. That's an awesome, awesome, awesome question. And, 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 and I say that because that's what I see all the time. I see my brothers showing it more than they saying it. And I, 
and I know it in the moment when it's happening. Right. I can call. I called any of these guys in a moment. Hey, here's one of the biggest tests. I'm moving, and see who shows up. Mm-hmm. They ain't got nothing to do, or they have something to do. They, they're there. They're there to help. These guys will come out, give their last, whatever it takes. And it's because we came from a different era. And with this generation, this new generation, we are learning from them. Mm -hmm. So with my son and daughter, I've learned to say I love you more. I didn't hear it from my parents, Mm -hmm. but I knew it was there. But now I've learned that these say it. Mm -hmm. Let them know. Mm -hmm. But us old old guys, like we are sitting around this table, we don't have to say it. We, we know it in that little gesture. Right. In that, um, hey, pass you a cup and a, and a cigar. And you sit down at their house and you eat and break bread with them, light a cigar and have a drink. You know what that is. Because yeah. mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not sharing my cigars and my drink. Right, you're not sharing everybody. I don't you're not sharing your time. And that's sh- when you're sharing a cigar, you're sharing time in yourself. Mm-hmm. With them, and and then you have me around your family. Mm-hmm. We grew up around your kids. Your kids are calling me uncle. We're not even family, mm-hmm. 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 but they don't know any different. And I treat them as such. And my kid, I'm a 27 year old, and knows all these guys as uncles. She know they're not blood, mm-hmm. but she. But when she call them uncle, it's not just because she's saying it. Because she know if something ever happened, these guys will have her back. If that ain't there to do it, mm-hmm. 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 you know. So you know, uh, and a further question on that: us with boys nowadays, how often does your son tell you that he loves you? All the time. Yes, my uh, I tell my son. I actually kiss. I kiss. And my if Bree was sitting right here, she'd tell you that every day I come in. I kiss them when I come in from work every right. every every right. morning before I right. leave, and they right. st- they still sleep. Right, I still kiss them. As a matter of fact, um, uh, I remember I used to drop Brax off at the daycare, and I was probably the only father that right before they walk off, like I walk them into the daycare, and whatnot, and they get ready to walk off and be with their friends. Uh, uh-uh, come give me a kiss. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. And like, they expect it. Yeah, and they, yeah, and uh, <laughs> let me tell y'all a funny story. So when my daughter, my daughter now is 27. She, um, I used to tell her, we, and, and she and she lived in Texas at the time, and I lived in Ohio. So we would talk on the phone all the time. And so uh, this one particular day, I happened to call her while she was on her school bus on her way to school. <laughs> and uh, every time we would get off the phone, I'd be like, I love you. She'd be like, I love you too. And then she'd hang up. So she's on her school bus with all her friends sitting around. I was like, I love you. She's like, uh-huh. And they hung up the phone. <laughs> so I call back? her back. Yeah. Okay. I call her back. Like, yo, whoa, hold on, hold on. Yeah, Time out. Time out. <laughs> Time out. But, you know, like with my son, like I said, you know, I tell them I, tell them I love them all the time. And, you know, they definitely say it back. Um, and I want us, um, th- that for me comes from my mom not saying, like you said, you know, she showed it. You know what I'm saying? But right. she didn't say it until, like, I can remember the first time she said it. She was in the hospital. Uh, and this was like months before she passed. And uh, we was in the hospital. Wow. I mean, we was in, I was in the hospital visiting her and whatnot. And right as I got ready to leave, she's like, I love you. I was like, yeah, I love you too. And then I got ready to leave. She's like, you, not, you, you don't want to kiss me? And we were never like that. You know what I mean? So, right, right, right. So um, 
That's why I asked, you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and, and so after that, whenever I would call my sisters, I'd be like, I love you. And, and, and that's why I asked that question. Like when I told my, when I told my one sister, I'm like, I love you. She's like, hold on. Are you sick or something? Right, 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 you know right, right. Because <laughs> there's something you want to tell me? Because <laughs> she knows that already right. by how you are and how you deal with it. Right, so right, when you right. say it it, it, it triggers something in them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because yeah. we're a different generation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? But now I make sure that I tell him. As a matter of fact, I just told my brother, um, his birthday was the 20th, which was a couple of days ago, Friday. So um, we talking, but we say it all the time. He always be like, you know, I love you, little bro, right? I'm like, yeah, 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 of course. I love you, too. I had to tell my, matter of fact, I had to tell my guy on Facebook today because he had a little situation with his little girlfriend. And uh, so he had been saying some stuff, you know what I'm saying? Because he was feeling a little down about it. She left him or whatnot. And uh, he had said something on Facebook about, you know, sometimes, you know, um, you just need to, you just need to hear the, you know, you need to hear the people say they love you. So I'm like, yo, I love you. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and I'm I'm not ashamed to say it. You know what I mean? Like, I know who I am. Yeah. And funny part is, it took me, even in my in my medical situation, to learn to do that because I'm I I started thinking to myself, if I leave this planet, did these people know that? Facts. Right. Facts. Facts. And why does it have to take this to bring me to that situation? Mm-hmm. I mean, to that realization to say that. Mm-hmm. You know, even like my older brother. It took him a while, to, and he's my older brother's a taskmaster. He's being my ass every second of the day. Mm-hmm. And one day he just he finally sat down with me and was like, "Yo, you know the reason why I'm in your ass? Because mm-hmm. I love you. I wouldn't waste my breath on anybody else. Right. This is the reason why I'm, I'm always on top of you. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it, but it's good to know it and hear it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know." But yeah, that was just something that I was wondering. Um, no, good, no, no, good point. That to bring is a up. very good point to bring up, yeah. especially among black men. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, you know, because I, I only know black men <laughs> and and our generation <laughs> that we came from, and and how we we were brought up. No, this I, wasn't something that was normal to us. Mm-hmm. No, no, exactly. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. I guess funny you should, you should kind of bring that up. I'm reading um, Solo Nice, but. Um, um, Edris Cleaver and that's something that they kind of bring up about the masculinity about black men and stuff like that mm-hmm. you know, it's called what? Uh, Soul on Ice mm. yeah um, I'm in the beginning of it but it's kind of a captivating book you mm-hmm. know it's like yeah you want to keep on reading keep on reading you know what I'm saying so and that's just one of the things that he you know he brought up while he was in prison and all the stuff that he was going through you know what I'm saying especially during, during those times you know what I'm saying 1960s and, 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 and so on and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You hear about the, the Hispanics and that machismo. Black men have that, I think, on ten. We have to. We have been beaten into us to be this provider, this strong entity, this thing that stands alone. That we don't know any outside help, so we have to be our own pillar. And now we're learning that we can have that vulnerability it's not even a vulnerability of the ability to let people know how we feel about them Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's not a vulnerability it's a strength so we 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 tend to we're learning now with this generation how to be that or or even how to express it Mm -hmm. right 
Nah, exactly. Yeah, do y'all um do y'all um do y'all tell y'all's girlfriends or wives or whatever or boyfriends and sweets um okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, my, my boyfriend, she pretty and sexy and curvy all at the same time. She, I'm, I'm, I'm reiterating that, you know what I'm saying? Um, no, but do y'all tell them that y'all love them on a, on a, on a regular basis, sweets? Don't be mad because I'm cheating on you. Um, <laughs> a little worried. Yeah, 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 definitely. Here's the funny part with me and my wife. We went through a learning process with that, and she was the one that caught it before me. Mm-hmm. And she un- and she came to me with the idea of when she saw me interacting with my mom, she was like, "I get it. I see why you don't express that." And through me and her and the years that we've been together, it became easier to do that. And it wasn't that, oh, I didn't love you. I thought that the only way a man is loved is by what I can give, produce, and protect. And she was like, no, it's just by you being here. I mean, this woman broke me down from... (laughs) She's the only one I know, the hulking guy that she have, where his soft side is. Mm -hmm. Everybody else just sees big, black, dangerous, black-looking looking guy, Mm -hmm. and it's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, great question. But it took me a while to learn how to do that and how to express that to other people. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, that didn't have my blood coursing through their veins. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was something that uh, Bree and I had an issue with. You know what I'm saying? Um, um, no matter of fact, not too long ago, uh, where you know, like I'll, as we said, you know, I'll I'll do different things. You know what I'm saying? Um, to to express my love, but sometimes I wouldn't actually say it. And you expect them to know it, and you, they don't get it. Right. right, 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 right. I want to hear it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. Because that's what I did too. I was the same thing. I was like, "But I thought you understood it because right. I did X, Y, and Z." Z. Yeah. And they're like, "No, sir. Mm-hmm. The yeah. Louis Vuitton bag didn't say I love you. <laughs> right. You, my wife cared more about cards." And she cared about gifts. Mm-hmm. Mine too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, and um, um, you know, saying she was like, "Yeah, I want a card." I'm like, you know, I me. Mean? I'm like, man, all you gonna do is throw it away. Just Where's like throw it away. I bought you a two thousand dollar bag. Yeah. <laughs> and, and you know, saying like a bouquet of flowers. I'm like, they're gonna die in like two weeks. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But it just shows that you do care about them enough because that's what she wants. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now, yeah, because you know her now, well enough to know that's what she would yeah. appreciate. Mm-hmm. It took me a while. Right. You know, well, see. I, I, I would I would gladly um, I would gladly uh, stop buying purses and stuff if I could just sac- <laughs> suffice. <laughs> and she look at him like, yeah. Please don't, <laughs> don't stop doing that part. <laughs> <laughs> she got them laser beams on me right now. You know <laughs> if it was only that easy. Yeah, it was all right. <laughs> I could buy you 10 cars a week. <laughs> um, but yeah, nah, nah, nah. Anything else y'all want to talk about? How's, y'all, how's y'all's mental health? How have, how have y'all been lately? Wow. Uh. That's a huge, you keep doing this all night. Yeah. That's a huge, nobody asked that. You don't. Black men. Like you asked, like, yo, how you good? Right. And, but but you always say the same thing. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, how I'm you good. doing? Because we're gonna hide it. Right. right. But how like like are you good? Good. Like Right. Yeah. Cause that, that's something I do see on Facebook, like, 
even though people say I'm all, I'm all right, they're not all right. They're mm-hmm. not all right. You know what I'm saying? Um, now, you know what I'm saying? D- despite what's going on in the world, I think because of I have a steady and strong household, it helps me through the day. No mm-hmm. matter what goes wrong, go home, I see my kid, I see my wife, and that helps. So you got it good. Your kids like you. My kids don't like me. <laughs> Stop that. <laughs> yeah, my, my bad. I, I don't mean to take no, they like No, they don't. My kids, my kids do not like me. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. They don't, they don't, they don't, my kids don't like me. I could be sitting in here by myself with just the kids. They're going to call their mama. They don't like me. Yeah, yeah they don't like me now. That's what you think. Wait till you see that, how that arc moves. Right. I'm, I'm away from my, from my wife and son right now, and my son from... Nine o'clock in the morning till eleven at night, he's texting me. What are you doing? Did mm-hmm. you eat? Did you take your medicine? Mm-hmm. Are you okay? Right. And then it's like, well, when I was home, you didn't give two damn to be around me. Well, see, that's you was going with your mama. That's a very, <laughs> that's a very important thing that maybe I should think about. Maybe I should leave the house for a while. No, that's <laughs> <laughs> Maybe my wife will text me more too. Hold on, it's just we might be on to something. Weird things that you, when it's there, you take not take it for granted, but mm-hmm. you're like, Dad's right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can reach out and touch him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, and, and and from my end, on the, I have one boy and one girl. Mm-hmm. On the male side, I don't know if it's that weird protective thing that comes with the DNA. He's with his mom. My daughter. She can't leave my side. She thinks she's my mom. Hmm. I can't. I go out and order food. She's like, no, he's not eating none of that. He needs this kind of diet. Mm-hmm. No, he's having this. And I'm like, you're not my mom. Mm-hmm. She's like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> now, now, my oldest daughter, my oldest daughter, she texts me all the time. Right. Um, all the, like, she texts me every day um, for whatever it is, you know. Um, sometimes it's money. But <laughs> but she, she texts me all the time. But like my babies, no, mm-hmm. none of that. Cause you're there, huh? Like like my you're right there. Like like my daughter, my daughter. She used to be a daddy's girl. There was a time. Oh, well, hold on, hold on. It was a time when she couldn't stand me. I ain't gonna lie. Like when she was every, no, every kid. when she was first born. <laughs> when she was first born, my wife used to go. She went to uh, when she was going through getting her master's degree. Uh, my daughter, my my kids used to stay with me while she was gone. My daughter would cry from the time my wife walked out of the door until four hours later when my wife walked back. No bullshit. I'm not. I'm not exaggerating one bit. Like I, I she gonna be a singer because she has some lungs on her. She would cry the whole time. Um, but she, and then after that, you know, she she was a daddy girl. But then something happened one time. I had taken my son, uh, taken my my uh, my my little son to um to Columbus with me and. That right there, that clicked something in her mind where she's like, fuck daddy. Now she like, she all up under her mind like, you would think that, you know what I'm saying? Like, You, I, you gotta watch their little punishments. Like my daughter, I got, me and her got into a, a situation and it was the first time she got a no from me. Mm-hmm. And oh my goodness, it went left. I called her mom. Everybody was like, wait a minute, that's the monster you created. Mm-hmm. You never told that girl no, and the time you give her a no, it didn't sit well. Mm-hmm. So don't take it as that. Take it as they're giving you their silent treatment or their their punishment for dad never did this to me. Mm-hmm. 
But let God forbid something happen to you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll you'll see your champion. Well, lucky them. I'll be around until they until they ninety years yeah, old. Ninety, so. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> they ain't gotta worry about that. But um, yeah. Um, is that it for the evening? Y'all didn't answer me though. Y'all good? Y'all didn't answer. Yeah, I said, yeah. No, I'm, I'm no, good. No, 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 Absolutely good. good. Yeah. 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 Um, all hearts and minds are clear. All clear. Yeah, all clear. <laughs> <laughs> Those of you that know know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. You know. <laughs> uh, any shout outs? To all the brothers and all the boys that are sitting here, I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Yes. Um, you go. Uh, I'll give a shout out to Haiti. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah stuff that they going through, you know what I'm saying? Because when France went through their thing, it was everywhere. Yeah, wear a French flag. Yeah. And wear Haiti. You know what I'm saying? Wear Haiti. Kick by Haiti. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I mean, let me see. Definitely want to shout out Lynn Roberts for express, expressed opinion. Um, definitely check that out. Um, good show. Yeah. Um, shout out to Caesar. Yeah, and I also want to on air. I want to tell y'all that I love y'all. Uh, love you too, bro. Love you too, bro. Um, I don't know. Let me see. I want to shout out Bree. You know what I'm saying? My wife. She's the one who. Uh, he, you know what? There's something that I. Something that I, You know what? There's something. Let me stop the music. There was something that um, was brought up. <laughs> there was something that was brought up. Um, um, I don't know where it was. If it was on Facebook or I was listening to like a morning show or something like that. Well, there's something about. You know, uh, it, it was Charlemagne, as a matter of fact, who's, who was talking about on the on the Breakfast Club, and they was talking about you know, um, we got this, you know, you know, us as men, you know, we put this little stigma out there, like you know, like we run the house or whatnot, right? <laughs> like, like we run the house, and that's all bullshit. You know what I'm saying, like. Like, I'm not, like, like I said, like, my kids don't even like me like that anyway. Like, I'm just only here, you know what I'm saying, just for, like, I'm kind of like the enforcer in the house, you know what I Thank mean? You. Like you, are the protector of yeah, the yeah. castle. Yeah, yeah, so, she um, yeah, so, yeah, she definitely does all the running, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I think that that's the thing that, you know, we want to act like we all, we the big men or whatnot. Not saying that I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Don't get me wrong, but, but, but don't I be realize, yeah, 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 I realize that, you know. This is my house, but appreciate, it's not my house. Appreciate your role. Mm-hmm. Your role is to protect that house, and her role is to run that house. Mm-hmm. Appreciate yeah. what you are and what you're doing, because she appreciates it. As, you know, so appreciate where you're at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. <laughs> back to the regular schedule program. Yeah, bring back the music. <laughs> I just want to say that because I ain't with the music for right now, but yeah, no. Um, yeah, so that's my shout out for the evening. Uh, we good? We good. Great. Okay. So we're gonna smoke something. We're gonna drink something. And we're gonna say whatever's on our mind. Thank y'all for coming out. God bless you. Good night. Kane is in the